Hello, Mike. Hi. Still traveling? Yeah, I'm in Memphis, Tennessee right now. I've been in New York. I've been in D.C. I've been in Virginia. And I still have New York left again. Oh, you are, you are in the, the midst of travel. I am on like a serious CGP Grey vision quest right now, I think. <laughs> vision quest? Well, yeah. I like this. This is how what I imagine they're, they all are, right? You just, when, when you go on your vacations, that you're just going out to have the, the epiphany that will then carry you through the next five years, which I assume is what happens every time. I like this. I like this. The, my most recent travel, if any travel I have ever done was a vision quest, this most recent trip was a vision quest. So I like this. I'm, I'm taking this on board. Uh, but what I'm, I want to know, what I'm slightly concerned about is you've been traveling all over the place. Yep. Two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. What's the laundry situation like, Mike? Mm-hmm. Laundry has been done twice. Ooh, okay. Is the situation. Before I divulge the, the, the circumstances under which I have received clean clothes... <laughs> I just want to just touch upon the... We have more than a handful of listeners to this show. Do you want to say how many listeners we have to the show, Mike? No. We have lots. <laughs> lots of people. And we get lots of feedback for this show. Like, undoubtedly. We, we, we get lots of feedback, and it's great. And, and I love that our listeners respect the methods in which the feedback should be sent, which is mm-hmm. Reddit and Twitter. Like, I love that. And thank you mm-hmm. to everybody that does that. You make our lives so much easier by not sending us email. I also feel like we have a real solutions-oriented audience. Oh, yeah. And, people and are very good at sending uh, suggestions for Gray to use OneNote. Um, that that salute oh man I love the reddit last time people were explaining it to you over again bravo to anybody that did that like I love you so much that was so funny Um, but I've received more feedback about doing laundry than one I ever expected in my life and Mm -hmm. two more than maybe most things we've ever gotten about this show I have learned more about doing laundry in New York City than I think most people that live in New York know like so many ways like laundromats that I can use laundromats that will do this stuff for me there are apparently entire services created with apps in New York to deal with the laundry situation of people in New York it feels like New York has a particular laundry problem that I haven't worked out yet that like there are that need needs to be so many uh solutions but there are like apps that you can use and they will come and pick it up and they'll do it and bring it back oh that's fantastic i know (laughs) there are also a couple of people that suggested washing my clothes in the sink that's never a thing i'm gonna do no i just want to let everyone know this like so many things have to happen before i will wash my clothes in a sink with a Mm. box of detergent i really never want to do that because that just feels like I don't know. Like, I feel like when I get to that situation, I've exhausted all other options. And there are so many more things I would want to try before washing (laughs) them in the sink, including like going to a laundromat on my own and getting it all wrong. Like I would do that before I would wash them in a hotel sink. I just don't want to do that. Yeah. I know that I have on occasion washed clothes in a hotel sink. I cannot remember the details. But it it was exactly this, that it's like, I would only do this under the most dire of circumstances, that there, there is no other option left. I feel like most times that anybody would ever do this is a time that they can't remember the details, like something terrible has happened. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and now all they have, <laughs> the only option they have left to them 
is to pour some powder into a sink and like sploosh it around with your hand because i just feel like yeah. it's not efficient like it's not effective like i feel like that that is a not effective way of washing the clothes either so i feel like that i would try other things first yeah it's i'm trying to remember what are the worst laundry situations i've ever had while traveling and it's like, I can't remember the details of why I washed clothes in the sink. I know I, I've thrown out clothes on a trip because it's just like, oh, this is terrible. Like, I'm not even going to try to wash these clothes. Uh, but I can't remember why I ever wash it in a sink. But it's not a good solution. It's not a good solution. Yeah, I feel like I would be more inclined to go to, like, a supermarket and buy really cheap replacement clothes first you know but anyway i'm sure that there are many reasons like for example let's imagine that i was going on a really important business meeting and i somehow spilt ketchup on my t-shirt or like on my button-down shirt and it's the only one that i have and i'm like in a pinch and i'm just gonna go to the sink and use some sort like you know to get a little stain out or something i totally get that Mm. but the idea of me taking two weeks of clothes and throwing them in the bathtub as a way to attempt to wash my clothes that just doesn't feel like something that I want to do. Like, it no. just... Because where are they going to dry? Like, I don't have any way of doing this. Like, I totally get that someone might do it for one item of clothing one time because of a disaster. But I was talking... Like, I'm talking about all of the clothes that I have for, like, 10 days, turning them over. And I feel mm-hmm. like washing them in the sink is not the way to do that. It, it doesn't scale. <laughs> so, okay, look, against all advice that I have received... Mm-hmm. Except from you. All of the advice. <laughs> I was going to say, I think except from yeah. me. <laughs> all of the advice that I received, people told me to use any other solution than getting my clothes washed and like laundered by the hotel. Yeah. I, I do want to specify that I think I was clear in the last episode that getting it washed by the hotel is the laziest option. That this is, this is, this is why it is also my first choice is is laziness okay and this is why i did it Mm -hmm. because this so i i in new york city i have my clothes laundered by the hotel Mm -hmm. i did that the reason that i did this is like is there's there's multiple little reasons that all that are up to just laziness it was the middle of the week i realized that i my planning had not been good and i ran out of clothes quicker than i expected yep so it was like the middle of the week that i was in new york had already been in america for nearly 10 days at this point i ran out of clothes faster than expected uh because also the weather wasn't as i planned it for so i needed to have my clothes washed i was heading out to a meeting and it would have just been so much easier for me to have the clothes completed by the time that i returned in the evening Mm -hmm. rather than having to somehow find a space in either that day or the next day and then like needing to wear dirty clothes and it just is like i'm just going to get it done by the hotel this was a mistake this was a big mistake did they not clean your clothes they cleaned them great Uh, Mm -hmm. i've put a picture in our show notes which i will also include for our listeners of how the clothes were returned for me oh yes look at that yeah you got you get the nice little wrapped box with blue ribbon on them which Mm -hmm. was very nice you know why you get your clothes in a little box with ribbons around it because of how much they charge you gray is <laughs> right why. so it so it feels fancy and you know what this is a trick that totally works on me every time i have it done in, in a hotel my hotel like when the, when the laundry comes back in the little box uh, uh, with some tissue paper around it i think oh look at this i got to feel like a mr fancy pants when i came back exactly that was until i take the first box off the top and i am left with the bill mm. so Leading up to this point, a couple of things occurred. 
So you have to complete the the order yourself. You you tot up all the things that you're giving to them, give them a total, and then you add it all up. Right. How many socks, how many shirts, etc. Yeah. One problem that I had is there was no t-shirts entry on this form. Mm. So I went with undershirts mm-hmm. as a thing. So I figured that's the closest to a t-shirt. Like, this isn't a button-down shirt. You don't need to be careful with it. You don't need to fold it in any specific way. You know, so I figured I'll go with undershirts. The hotel decided that they would class them as t-shirts and then create a price entry, uh, which is about twice the amount. Mm-hmm. So when I was filling out the form, it was already expensive. Mm-hmm. But when it came back, it was far too expensive. And of course, these forms say, whatever we say, you pay, effectively. Mm-hmm. So I am embarrassed very embarrassed by the amount of money that I had to spend getting my laundry done. I have learned a very valuable life lesson. And I also think (laughs) that the majority of my clothes were ever so slightly smaller than when they were sent off. And of course, the form also says, YOLO, that might happen, right? Like, Mm -hmm. might shrink a little bit. Uh, so right, they bear no responsibility for the laundry that they are cleaning. So I, I will, I will stand with my arms extended, like out to my sides to our listeners, and say, "You were right, and I was wrong, and I am stupid for doing this," <laughs> because I spent an embarrassing amount of money to have my clothes slightly shrunk. Mm-hmm. That's what I did, and I will never do this again. Uh, I haven't worked wow. out what I'm going to do. Well, okay. I will never do this again for the amount of clothes that I did it for. Hmm. Right? Okay. So if I have like a shirt that needs to be ironed and pressed and all that, I may pay $10 to get that done. But like I mm-hmm. had a week's worth of clothes cleaned. I'm mm-hmm. never going to do that again by the hotel. <laughs> Unless like I, if I need to do it. So in my in the hotels that I'm going to next, I will check the prices, and if it's very cheap for some silly reason... It's not going to be. But it's no, never going it's to be. Going. It's, it's, never, it's never going to be. After this, I started looking into it a little bit more. Like, why is it the price that it is? And it turns out because business people get this stuff done and just charge it to their company, and then they're good to go, right? Because it's all expenses-based, so nobody cares how much it costs. Is Relay going to be covering the cost of your laundry, Mike? There is no way that I would present this bill to my company purely because <laughs> it would be laughed at and I would never receive the money. <laughs> I don't know, Mike. I just... This is the lazy option. The lazy option, as is so always the case. The expensive option. I expected that. <laughs> right? I expected it to be, to be more expensive. So now, I guess I guess what I need to know here, Mike, is what's the number? Because I, I feel like I feel like you're you're squirmy and evasive over the microphone. I can't this. do it, Gray. I can't. I can't. I cannot tell the world the amount of money this cost me. I can't do it. You you have a real you have a real emotional attachment to the cost of your laundry here, Mike. It's the embarrassment of it. I it's think. Not you, the, yeah, but I, not... I feel like you need to cleanse your soul of this of this number. I'll tell you. So I want to just tell you, okay, I had maybe seven t-shirts, a pair of shorts, maybe six or seven pairs of undershorts, as they were named, which I found funny, uh, and a, like a handful of socks and one button-down shirt. That was kind of the, 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 the total amount of items that I had cleaned. Okay. 
All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Follows. Today's episode of Cortex is brought to you in part by Casper. Most people don't really think about the science behind a mattress, but the Casper mattress was designed by a team of 20 engineers with the feedback of a community of nearly half a million sleepers. The Casper team are just a bunch of engineering nerds that dug as far as possible into the science of sleep and then they developed the technology to deliver it. They've put their expertise into creating a mattress that combines pressure-relieving supportive memory foam with a breathable open-cell layer for all-night comfort. And don't just take my word for this. Fast Company recently named Casper the most innovative brand of 2017. And the whole product makes complete sense. It comes in this box which you can open up and you mattress comes to life the box can be lifted upstairs it's so simple but they also do free delivery right so you don't have to worry about that and if you don't like your mattress they'll do free returns as well you get a 100 night period to try out your casper mattress which is great because we spend so much of our lives on a mattress it's nice to get the feel for it before committing Casper's free delivery and free returns is to the US, Canada, and the UK. They will ship directly to your door in that box, which is impossibly small, and you'll get to feel the comfort every night when you're sleeping on it for up to 100 nights and then decide if that Casper mattress is going to be right for you. With Casper, you get to sleep on that mattress before you make your decision, which is so important. And you can take advantage of all the technology that are developed so you can sleep nice and comfortably, keep nice and cool at night. That's what the Casper mattress is all about. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash cortex and using cortex at checkout terms and conditions apply i'd like to thank casper for their support of this show yeah i don't know that's getting your laundry done in new york i don't, I don't think that seems too crazy i can't tell people the amount of money <laughs> look mike if you need to you could you can bleep that out right but you you also have the problem that what i didn't specify last time when i was giving you the advice about do the do the laundry at the hotel I'm used to really big numbers here because I'm always the guy doing the rush job with the laundry because when I'm traveling, I feel like this, this is again, this for me is one of these cases where when I am traveling, especially in the last couple of years, it is largely for business or for a particular purpose. And I feel like my time is valuable in a place. And also I just can't deal with the details of anything. And so I am often in the situation where I have totally forgotten about laundry until the last possible second. And then not only am I filling out their ridiculously mafioso monopoly expensive form about how much the laundry is going to cost. I also tick the box, which says I need it as soon as you can, which as far as I can tell, just gives them a license to write whatever number they can in the in the little laundry. Field. Okay. so I really wish I would have been given this little piece of information because the thing is, I agree with everything you say. I think that. Mm -hmm part of the reason we're able to to have these conversations is i agree with that logic right like right. i had stuff to do i didn't have the time which is why i got it done in the first place but i, yeah. I just don't think that i was mentally prepared for the amount of money that this was going to cost me <laughs> so if i have bleeped the amount of money out dear listener just understand that i i just don't want you to think bad of me right like understand that i was a man Caught out by a system in which he could not control, uh, and he did something silly, and he's never going to do it again, and we can all make mistakes, because now I have done more washing, and I have completed that washing in the home of my co-founder, and I have used really weird machines that American mm -hmm. people have. 
It's mm-hmm. like, for example, we were talking about doing, you know, Stephen was helping me with his washing machine. And I was like, yeah, I usually set it to 30 degrees. It's like, I, I can't, I have no idea. I can't help you. This machine doesn't <laughs> go by temperature. And I was and this is like this and like just things like how to when I was loading the washing machine, water was already in the machine. What is this voodoo? I don't understand. Like I put with my washing machine, everything goes in, I close the door, I choose the temperature, and I press go and then it starts. I was adding laundry to a machine that was already in motion. Oh yeah, okay. I got yeah, it's one of those it's one of those uh top loading agitator. Yeah, I know that. This is what I can't understand. Like I just I don't this is what I knew was going to happen to me if I tried to do it on my own, that I would be faced with by one of these machines that I don't understand how to use. No, it's, it's great. It's, it's, like a, it's like a cement mixer. You know, you can just keep throwing more stuff in as the laundry machine goes. It's fantastic. But, that's, that, that's it. but do you understand, like, I'm sure you have used a European-style machine. Or, like, machines, I'm sure they exist in America. I have one not, not five feet away from where I'm recording this podcast. But do you, do you, do you see, like, why I have been apprehensive about this? Because it's... It's effectively using a machine type that I've never used before for the only clothes that I own here, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm putting everything that I can wear into a machine I don't understand. You seem to have some psychological issues around laundry. While I'm, I'm, I'm happy to make fun of you publicly and privately for these laundry issues that you seem to have, uh, I also, again, totally get it that this is the kind of thing that when you're traveling is more anxiety inducing than it would be otherwise. It's not something that you really want to deal with because you have other things that you're doing. And and you just like little things that are different can be surprisingly derailing when you're traveling. So yeah. I, 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 I will make fun of you, but I am also underneath. I am sympathetic. Cause it's like, I'm not a Luddite. I can, wo- mm-hmm. I can work these things out, but it is the idea of like, I just want it to be done and I don't mm-hmm. want anything to go wrong. Right? I, this, this is the thing. So I don't know how I'm going to wash my clothes for the rest of my trip when I'm back in New York, but I mm-hmm. know I'm not using the hotel. I'm, pr- I'm Next up, I'm going to look into these services that will apparently come and collect my clothes. Because people tell me that this stuff is not as expensive as it might seem to be. So what i know is it's not going to be more expensive than getting it done in the hotel well i mean an, like an app sounds fantastic for laundry and and that also seems the case of yep. there there is actual competition there which could there drive is. down the prices there is and there's also economies of scale that a hotel doesn't have in the same way for doing the laundry so this 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 seems great uh, i remember vaguely wondering if there were apps that could do your laundry for you and it sounds like they exist in new york at the very least and i will uh, i will probably look after this podcast to see if they exist in london i think they do actually amazing so part of all of this why the laundry is such a big thing is it's like disruption to my life whilst i am in a situation where i'm in a place for work you know, yeah. what what we have lovingly referred to as graycations. Like I'm here in different places and I'm, I have my regular work commitments to keep up with mm-hmm. plus additional things that I'm doing. Um, I've decided that I would like to refer to this in my parlance as a hurly day. Uh, as, uh, <laughs> and you have your graycations and I have my hurly days. That's how they work. And so that's what I have been on like over the last couple of weeks. And this is still going to continue. But during these times, like you, I kind of... I don't have my usual things around me. So I just, when I have to deal with like what would be a chore, right? Like my regular chores, 
I want it to be easy because I don't have my way of doing it. Like my muscle memory, just the things that I don't have to think about. I don't want them to be things I now have to think about because I'm already adding additional work into my life by being here. It's the, one of the reasons I'm here. I don't want to then have to add this whole other layer of like relearning how to do things that I already know how to do. Right? Yeah, well, when you're traveling, you have less ability to deal with disruption, especially if you change countries. Like, I, w- I, was, I was traveling in Germany a while ago, and, and uh, a couple of things came up that I need, to, I need to do some, essentially some errand-type things, and realize immediately, I have no idea what stores to go to to accomplish these errands, right? Whereas in, in London, it'd be like, oh, I just need to pop into a Boots, right? I, c- I can just do this, or I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to a Walgreens oh, in America, right? I love right? that you use Boots, because to an American, this is like, it's like the most English-sounding store. That our, 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 our equivalent of Walmart is called Boots. That's what it's called. We have boots. It's, yeah, I'd say that it's a it's a Walgreens equivalent. Okay. It's not yeah, a Walmart, no, Walmart equivalent. Walmart. I get those confused because they have the exact same start to their name. It's yeah. Walgreens. Like it's like a big yeah. chemist that also does some other stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the miscellaneous store that has a whole bunch of stuff. And yeah, so I remember, I, like, I was just in Germany, and like, I have no idea where to go for a bunch of these tiny items that I know would be all together at a Boots. Uh, but now this is turning into a big hassle. And it's like, like, how do I search on maps for where to buy Q-tips? Like, I don't understand. Exactly. How do I find this piece of information? Right? Where, I, I cannot search <laughs> for the con- for the contents of a store in right. Google Maps. Yeah, that, right? yeah that's, that is what I want. That is what I want. I need scotch tape. Where do I acquire this item? <laughs> right? Like, so I have no like, idea. I, I, they, these are the types of things I'm just not, I just don't want to do. Plus, mm-hmm. kind of like just makes things more difficult. And I have had something happen to me, Gray, which has ruined all of my systems, and I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I have lost two button-down shirts somehow on this trip. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not the end of the world. When I go back to New York, I'm going to go to a store, and I'm going to buy myself a new shirt. My -hmm. problem is, I didn't know I had lost them. I'm supposed to have a system that prevents this. The system has failed. What do you count your shirts out and in of your your suitcase every time? Like I have like... a packing system, right? Like okay. I have a system of packing, and when I leave a hotel, a system of checking. And one of those has failed me to the point where I have lost two thirds of the shirts that I brought with me. And I don't know how this happened because I have a, a memory of not removing them from my suitcase. So where are they? Right, like so I have been I've been honestly losing my mind about this over the last couple of days because I cannot work out where they are. Plus I have this whole conspiracy theory thing going on as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean before before <laughs> like b- before we get to your conspiracy theory, I think it, I think it is good advice for anybody traveling that you just assume that as as you move around you leave behind you a a detritus of the objects that you have brought with you and it's impossible to track them perfectly like you always leave stuff behind uh yeah it okay just, so it just happens. i know this is the case but I, it's like shirts the reason this is concerning for me pants here people sometimes you leave them behind no, no that doesn't happen please that that's not a thing um the reason this is concerning for me is because the system in which I use to ensure that I have packed my clothing is the same system in which I use to ensure that I've packed everything. Mm-hmm. And on this trip, 
I have a lot of relatively expensive audio equipment that mm-hmm. is not easy to replace in a flash. And right, I yeah, may not yeah. realize I have lost something in this whole setup until it is too late and I am about to record a show. So, mm-hmm. like, this is my concern, right? It's not that I have lost the shirts because shirts are replaceable easily. And also I can just wear something else, right? Like, I'm fine. But it is the concern that I have now that my system and my mental models of making sure I have packed everything have failed me. And that could result in the losing of something more important. When I am only halfway through this and I have lost a significant amount of things already. <sighs> what's, your, what's your plan of action? Something else may be lost, Gray, and I just don't know what it is yet. I mean, you'll find out in an inconvenient uh, moment. But what is your, what, what's your plan of action here, Mike? I don't have one. Okay. Did your system involve touching each of the shirts and counting them as you packed and unpacked them? Well, no, because I didn't have a number associated to these things. So maybe now I need right. to do that. But it's already too late now, right? Because I can count the number of things that I have, but it doesn't mean I have everything. This is the problem. I can only fix this for the next time I leave home. For where I am now, I can count everything that I have and it will help me for the rest of the trip. But I can't count what's already lost. And who knows what's lost? It could be everything. I think it's it's very unlikely that it's everything, Mike. I think you have a suitcase full of things. I, I live with Schrodinger's suitcase right now. I, I, th- I feel like you have been traveling too long. This is, ver- this is a very long trip for you. And I'm you, at a you heightened are, you emotional are spiraling state right now. out of control. Right? That's, <laughs> that's what this is. Like this, I feel like I'm listening to a man on the edge. And it's like, oh, poor Mike. He was not meant to travel by himself for this long. I don't know if I was supposed it. to. And yeah, I, this is, I don't know how you felt the first time you did this. But like I have ramped up significantly, right? The most I've ever been away is like a week at a time. And I went for five. I feel like I maybe went, to, I, 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 I hurtled towards the sun, Gray. And I think I got burnt a little bit along the way. I can't say that I'm, I'm too surprised because we, we have had some conversations about our various like relations with people like in socializing and all the rest of this. And you you have always said things that make me make me think like maybe you shouldn't be alone for a really long time. You're like, oh, you've you've asked me, oh, don't you get alone, lonely? Though. So I, yeah, I, but- I I haven't been spending the amount of time alone that you spend. We'll talk about yeah. that in a bit. But like the way that I yeah. have structured these trips, I'm not alone so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just away from my usual norms. I think is the problem for me, and I yeah. I've, I've, I've yeah. overdone it. Uh, five weeks is too much. You're a creature of habit, then perhaps. Yeah, maybe. And you're all frazzled at the edges. You've got your fur sticking up in funny directions, like you're all ungroomed and, and missing two shirts. I was fine until the shirts. The shirts were what pushed me yeah. over the edge, because now yeah. it's like the things that I think are written down and set in stone, they're failing me now. And so now yeah. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just worried that you, you're going to, like in another week, you're going to be like an obsessive compulsive vampire constantly counting and recounting all of the things in your suitcase. Um, but I don't know what to tell you, man, because you've got another two weeks to go. I enjoyed your choice of vampire. That was good. It's just foreshadowing. It is foreshadowing, Mike. Foreshadowing. For- yeah. Okay, so I have one week and two days until it all gets better again, and then I have another week. Because in one week and two days, Adina is coming to join me, and then she can sort me out, right? Okay. I can be fixed by this point. She's just... 
she's already saying to me that like my as you can imagine my reaction to the shirts i am overreacting Mm -hmm. i am very aware of the fact that i am overreacting but there is nothing i can do about it now i am in that i'm in the zone and i know that losing a shirt shouldn't spiral you out of control but there's (laughs) nothing i can do about this It, it is true that telling someone they are overreacting is exactly zero percent useful because I know I am already. Yeah, exactly. Right. The people who are over, the people who are overreacting, they often know that's not the problem. It's not a knowledge problem, right? It's it's a something else problem. You don't even know about my conspiracy <laughs> theory yet. Well, uh, yeah, I was I was going to circle back to this in in, in, a, in a mere moment. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to let I was going to let that casual comment go unmined for podcast content of of how is Mike losing his mind. <sighs> While traveling for an entire two weeks. I shouldn't be talking to you about all of this. <laughs> this should have stayed in. Oh, oh, no. Do you want to know? Do you want me to tell you what happened? You have to tell me all right. what this conspiracy thing is. I arrived in New York City. It's just us, Mike. I arrived in New York City mm-hmm. at Penn Station. And I had to get to Times Square. Mm-hmm. I arrived in New York City to atrocious rain like it was really badly raining right mm-hmm. i have a really heavy suitcase i made my way to the subway my first i think the, it's the first time i've ever rode the subway on my own and that's like a whole other thing about how confusing i find the new york subway compared to the london tube i will give you that one like at, even as someone who had experience with the new york subway as a as a much younger self yep. it is is a much less user friendly situation than the London Underground. I won't necessarily say more difficult. I'll just say less user-friendly, I think, is the yeah. way I would put it. I've become more adept at navigating it now. But, mm-hmm. like, initially, when I just thought that I was going to be able to just go, like, just go, that, that's not the case. You can't <laughs> no, just go. No, no. You can't there, just there. go, Mike. It's like, are you going uptown or downtown? You have to know. If you don't know, <laughs> you are screwed. Uh, so... I made my way and I did what I had to do and I got to the the hotel. I arrive at the hotel, having walked through the rain, I'm I'm dripping right onto the floor of the hotel. Mm-hmm. I met with the check-in guy and uh, he has a sense of humor. He's a funny guy, and um, mm-hmm. he's checking me in uh, and he's like, you know. Can I have your ID and your card? I'm like, sure. I give him my ID. I give him my credit card, so he can they can do whatever it is they need to do with all that stuff. I don't fully understand why I have to give anybody my ID at a hotel, but like this is a thing you have to do in America. Yeah, I I don't get that either. I don't know why. Like, just let, just let me pay. For, I paid you for the room. Like, I don't anyway. Yeah, it, it's it seems very strange. Like, do I need to give my ID at a restaurant? Like, why? why do I, I don't understand yeah, I don't, why I don't here you need my ID. But but they they do, and so they take the ID. And so he's checking me in and he just says, what is your email address? And I said, why do you need my email address? Mm -hmm. And he's just like, oh, we put it into the system. I was like, no. Then he said, what if you lose something and we need to contact you? Oh, I see where this is going. Okay. Yeah, I can see the I can see where the crazy begins. Okay. Yep. And I said to him, it's okay. Like, I don't. I don't, I will, you know, you can contact me in other ways. Like, I, I don't want to give you my email address. And he's like, okay. And he's making these jokes. So there is a part of me that is like, did he steal my shirts? <laughs> <laughs> because he, it was, he was so insistent on if I lose something, 
mm-hmm. right? And because he made a joke about it, he's like, "Oh well, we lost then." I, I can. And the thing yeah. is, Gray. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. When I was in DC, I didn't unpack, so I know I didn't take the shirts out when I was in DC because I was only there for a couple of days. Right. When I was in New York, I was there for a week, and I did unpack. It's certainly not that unpacking dramatically increases the likelihood of, of losing something. But I, I know I, I yeah, but this is the thing, right? So like I am at an impasse of either my system of checking the room is bad or the check-in assistant stole two shirts from me. Right. And right now they are both upsetting in their own way. They're both upsetting, but like all good conspiracy theories, you clearly want to believe that the shirts were stolen versus your system has failed you it is better for me to feel that the man stole from me that's basically what conspiracy theories are right yeah. they're they are attractive sets of ideas that you kind of want to be true like ooh, yeah yep. <laughs> this would be much better than my system failing i would far prefer it as a slight side tangent at the hotels when they ask for all your information this this is why i have learned to just give them false information right because I, I used to do the like why do you need my phone number why why do you need my email address thing why, why do you need my home home address like like any of these information that these places ask now i just i just make stuff up i just, I just put down fake numbers it's like whatever um ne- never has caused a problem and it just gets a it gets us past this you want to build your email list like hotel i will never visit again that like that's what's occurring here um so yeah i just give them information that's not true oh <sighs> That's fine. Just a fake email address, Mike. That's that's what you need. Yeah, but then they would email me if I lost the things, and it would never come back to me, would it? They might at least no, call. But look, look, if there's something important at the hotel, they can get in touch with you. When I check into a hotel, I give them all the fake information for like, oh, what's your e- what's your email address? What's your phone number? Right? Because if they need to get in touch, they can do it. And I also, when I go into the room, there are several things that I do to get a hotel room ready for me. But one of those things includes unplugging the phone in the wall because if you're like i don't want you to call me randomly with some with something i probably don't really care about check for bugs check the lamps and stuff no i don't check the lamps for for bugs (laughs) you do a sweep no i don't i don't do a sweep that would be crazy you like i have to get it ready for me like nothing enters i i go in with a hood and then i unplug i unplug the phone i check the lamp for bugs no that's crazy mike of course yeah that's 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 totally crazy. crazy 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 Yeah. Pro tip, though, for anybody who does want to unplug the phones, that the the hotel desk doesn't bother you with their dumb phone calls. Uh, If it is a cordless phone, make sure to take the battery out of the phone as well, because it will start beeping in about 24 hours when the battery begins to run down. It'll go beep, beep to let you know, ooh, need to charge me. So pull that battery out the back of the phone, unplug the phone from the wall. Uh, and you have a nice, nice, quiet hotel room. No one will bother you. And if it's really important, they'll they'll catch you when you're walking past the front desk. That has always been my experience. Okay. Maybe what I need to do is set up an email address that I never check, but like mm-hmm. it's there. So like if I have lost something, I can just go log into that email account and check that address. But it's full of there. emails from the Gap and this hotel go. chain. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Life hack. That's what we're all about in the show. <sighs> yeah, oh. great. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a just a real pickle. I'm in a. I called the hotel. They said they didn't find anything. I don't believe them. Uh, and this is where I am in my life, Gray. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. I, I, I don't want to put an idea in your mind, but I'm pretty sure that when you called, the guy who answered was wearing your shirt at the oh, time. Oh, they were. I know it. They were nice shirts, too. <laughs> you gotta let it go, Mike. 
This episode of Cortex is brought to you by Squarespace, the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code Cortex at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace puts all the power you need into your hands and takes away the pain points like worrying about hosting, scaling, or what to do if you get stuck. And with Squarespace, you can build a website that looks professionally designed regardless of skill level, no coding required. Speaking from personal experience, you can take one of their templates and tweak it to within an inch of its life. They make just about everything customizable, and all you need to know is how to select colors or tick or untick options. It's really fantastic. All of their site templates are stunning to look at, and they all feature responsive design. So you can just make the website on your computer, but it will also look good on people's phones and tablets, and you just don't even have to think about it. But this is just getting started. Squarespace has tons of awesome other features, like 24-7 support with live chat and email, a commerce platform which allows you to add a store to their Squarespace site, cover page if you just want to build a single page to show off your portfolio, there's a special feature just for that, rock-solid, fast hosting, and so much more. If you sign up for a year, you'll also get a free domain name, allowing you to choose exactly what you want your site to be called. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, and you can begin a no credit card required trial today. Just go to squarespace.com and give them a look. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code Cortex to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for Cortex. And thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. All right, Mike. Tell me now, I know we've had a fascinating discussion about your slowly unraveling mental state, but what are you doing in America right now? Yep. What are you there for? I want to know. Tell me. So many things, Gray. So I have attended a pen show. Of course. Do you, do you know what a pen show is by now, right? Like, you know. Yeah, it's a show where you can buy pens. Yeah, so it's like a big place where you can go and you can buy pens. And Mm -hmm. I have a show all about pens called The Pen Addict. And we do a Kickstarter every year for us to go to different shows. And we go and we record live shows there. Actually doing three this year, which is wild. So I was at the DC Pen Show. Wait, are you you doing three live pen shows? Is that what you're saying? Three live episodes of The Pen Addict (laughs) because of the Kickstarter campaign. (laughs) It's a North American tour. We're going to be in Chicago in October that's amazing that's yep, fantastic i live a really weird life it's, it's kind of beautiful um so we i was in dc for the pen show then i went to new york um and that was just purely like i'm waiting like it was in, mm-hmm. it was in like a holding pattern because i'm in memphis right now which is where Stephen, my co-founder lives and we get together every year because it's real afm's birthday in august mm-hmm. we're actually going to talk a little bit about that at the end of the show mm. so but it's good for me and him to get together every year because we get to work in the same place, which is just nice, but we also get to like think about our company, you know, and talk through stuff like that together, which is really useful. And we kind of set some goals and set some objectives and some things we'd like to achieve in the next year. So that's always a good thing to do. So I've been here um, for that and I leave Memphis in a couple of days. But so we, but before before you zoom on though, mm-hmm. so, so you two are, are hanging out mm-hmm. as co-founders of Relay. Yep together mm-hmm. how long are you guys spending together a week that's good mm. like that's a good amount of time so that that you're around but it doesn't feel like you have to rush everything together 
And I, I would suspect that that's also the, 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 that's a good amount of time that you can rehash or like revisit thoughts a few times and bounce them off of, off of each yeah. other. Yeah. Uh, Cause like, I, th- I think like, I, I think it's, it's really interesting that you guys do this. Like I, I know people who are, who are essentially like remote co-founders of various things, but I know very, very few people who do the, we're going to be intentionally together as co-founders on a regular basis thing. And I, I think that's such a that's such a great idea because it's so important. Yeah, it it really really is. It, it really matters to be in person to discuss things like this, and especially when you own a company together. Yeah, like it's so easy for us to work remotely, right? Like it mm-hmm. works perfectly. Like our business is structured and set up to actually be more effective because it's remote. For us not to get together with the explicit idea of talking about the company and thinking about it and being like that's that seems like a really just obvious thing and like to not do that seems like it would be a real mistake. Like we see each other a lot every year, but it's in other circumstances. There is another mm-hmm. thing happening, so an idea may pop up or whatever. But in this time, like I'm here, I'm staying in Stephen's house with his family. Mm-hmm. We are spending um, like we're the best of friends, right? So like it's also nice to do that. But whilst we're also at the zoo together, <laughs> I can mention <laughs> a thing, and it's like, oh yeah, that's a really good idea. We'll talk about that, and then we yeah. can come back to it later on. Because ideas, you know, if you work on anything, no matter whether it's just your job or a side project or whatever, ideas they happen all the time. Of a thing, you're like, oh, I've cracked it. Or, oh, I've Mm -hmm. had this great idea. And being in the same physical location as the person that should hear those ideas is very valuable. Very valuable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I think think it's great that you do it. And I just, I wanted to focus on it for a moment because I feel like, you know, when you and I meet up for lunch on occasion, you you will often make reference to like, oh, I was thinking about this thing. Like when, when we were together as co-founders in memphis like you you and steven were Mm -hmm. and it's 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 clearly a a time that is that has like a a a value that is much greater than just the the raw days that you're together yeah and i think like it's it is working remotely it it is fantastic for the day-to-day but the impression that i get is is like a lot of the a lot of the sort of big picture vision for what you want for Relay and for your company comes out of this time. Oh, each yeah. Year. Oh, it really does. It really, really does. I mean, and also, we, we launched a redesign of our website, and that was really useful for us to be in the same place when we did that. <laughs> ah, yes, the new, the new Relay website. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, like... it's really good looking. It's very good looking. It had nothing to do with me. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> did, you not, did you not hand draw? all of the nope. pages nope. for the website nope nope, nope. you nope. didn't do that wasn't none of it was my idea but i love it it was it's fantastic it was it's all it's really well done and i think it represents our company better than the previous website did i i think it looks really great and it was it was really fun and scary to all be in the same place whilst that was happening and then like mm-hmm. putting out all the fires uh it was good mm-hmm. it, but that was like doing that in the same place is way better than it happening, which would have happened when I was sleeping in London mm-hmm. is when it would have happened. Yeah. 
And then as well as that, like I've like doing this show, like I'm recording in Steven's studio for a few days. Like I'm doing all of my regular work and we're together and it's 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 been very valuable. Like we do it every year and we'll continue to. Like it's a it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. So you're in Steven's studio right now. Are you surrounded right by Max of all kinds behind from me decades ago? Is shelving full of old computers like just this big shelving unit with (laughs) lots and lots of things on it like i can look at old ipod touches and old macintoshes and they're everywhere i i can't imagine that any listeners are are unaware but in case they aren't like stephen hackett your co-founder must have one of the largest private collections of apple equipment in the world like that has to be true i think in the condition that he has them Yes. I mean, to the point that he has literally donated large sections of his collections to museums <laughs> like the Henry Ford Museum. So the Henry Ford Museum has one of those little plaques that says, oh, oh, this 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 historical Mac was donated by Stephen Hackett. Like, it ha- like you see those plaques in museums when like I think it will do eventually. Yeah, I think that they're still preparing them. And it was every <laughs> color of the iMac G3. Stephen had an incredible project where he put them all together and then at the end of it donated them to the Henry Ford Museum. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, he has quite a collection. <laughs> it, it it is it is really crazy. Uh l- listeners, if you if you haven't seen it, we'll put it in the show notes, but Stephen Hackett's YouTube channel uh has a has a bunch of videos where he's showing off various portions of of, of his collection and it's it is it is impressive to see mm-hmm. and it must have been I, I can't imagine how much effort had to go into getting to getting all of the different pieces that he has uh but because he has so many he can do very fun videos sometimes like when apple released that ridiculous book of all the things they made like i love that that he made a video of the physical objects with the pages yeah. in the book but it's like how many people in the world could match them up no, no one can nobody. do that right <laughs> who's who has the stuff well he does like including a selection of ipod socks like he yeah. has all of that <laughs> yeah, it's it's it is this is in a very interesting setting to record shows in. Yeah, so I was I was just I wanted to visualize where you are. Mm-hmm. So you're you're surrounded by all the Macs. That's yeah, where you are at this I'm moment. I'm in a I'm in a room in Memphis, Tennessee, surrounded by computers that are mostly older than me. <laughs> 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 Maybe not mostly. I'm older than I think I am. Some are older than me. Not all. Mm-hmm. But as well as that, right, so when I was in New York, I was really kind of following the Graycation model. Like, I was doing all of my regular work just in mm-hmm. another location, mm-hmm. and it was great because I felt – I had this really strange feeling of, like, I live in New York now. Like, a couple of days in, it was just this mm-hmm. really weird feeling of I have taken my life and put it here. Mm-hmm. Plus, New York is a great place to do this type of thing i i know i mentioned it before but i'm, I'm gonna mention again that i really do think like I, obviously uh gray industries does not have a co-founder right so i don't i don't go someplace with a a non-existent co-founder but i really do i do think that a change of location is an important part of of doing a trip like this where you feel like you're going to have a dedicated work time like i really think the the location change matters and that's why i used to just go to different hotels in the same city um and now sometimes i go to amsterdam or i go to other locations if i can if i can make it happen and that thing that you've touched on that this sort of almost tricking your brain into 
creating this illusion like you just exist in this other place. I, I really think that it is important that that feeling of existing somewhere else that that I think doing your regular work really helps bring about. It kind of opens you up to thinking about things in a little bit of a in a little bit of a different way. Like it's interesting to hear that that you had that that feeling of like, oh, I I exist in New York now. And that was definitely a thing like over over the summer doing a whole bunch of traveling. Like I had that a bunch of times, like a, a very particular what I'm doing now, this is just my life. Like it, it yep. feels almost a bit like you're a different person, which which lets you look at problems in different ways or sometimes think of solutions that wouldn't have occurred to you in in the normal day-to-day routine of your life. Yeah, I mean, I I know that you have, I think, mostly established Amsterdam as like your place, right, where you go for this stuff. Yeah, Amsterdam is really good. It's interesting because Amsterdam is really good. It, it, for me, it it has a bunch of reasons why it works really well. Uh, But I am also aware that 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 has also become a little a little bit of a downside like i almost know it too well at this point and so it, i feel like i have a little bit less of the novelty experience than previously but it is it is the place that that i have gone the most to to think about stuff long term or try to reboot my working process cuz i think that new york really works for me as this place mm-hmm. because everything is super accessible on foot a lot of it, right? Like you can just, you know, I, I stayed in Times Square for the week and being there, it's like, well, I can just walk down to the coffee shop. I can go get some lunch. I can go get some groceries. And also I have a lot of friends that live in New York as well. So mm-hmm. all of my evenings I had stuff to do. Like I wasn't just being like a recluse because that doesn't, that wouldn't work for me to be on my own right. for a week. Of course. So I had lots of lunches and dinners and I'm going back to New York and I'm going to be there for like another 10 days before this thing is done. And I have loads more planned, right? Loads of people to go and meet, loads of companies to go and visit. Like it's it's a good place for me to be because I can take the time that I need to do what I want to do, but then also still actually interact with other humans on a frequent basis, <laughs> which I, if I am away without Adina, I need, like I need to be able to see people. Like just being on my own for multiple days at a time, mm-hmm. seeing nobody that I know would have a, not so great effect on me like i can do a couple of days and it's great and it's useful but just having a dinner or a lunch every day or two with somebody is it's that's very useful for me i mean yeah new york is just, it's it's an absolutely fantastic place for that like the the convenience of it is is just perfect and if you know a whole bunch of people in new york like that makes it that makes it even mm-hmm. that makes it even better so i'm i'm glad that you're i'm glad that you're enjoying your Hurley day. Oh yeah, you said it. In New York, you're finding it productive. Uh-huh. You're being a very busy boy in New York. I am. I'm are, are, do, are you having are you having any time for your regular work or are you just you just visiting people and taking meetings? Um yeah, I I've been able to do all of my regular work, which is good, and I've been doing some thinking mm-hmm. about my my fictional project. Mm. And I have a much better sense of what that will be now. But Ooh. what I also know is if I'm going to do what I want to do, it's going to take me a really long time. Are you going to write a novel? No. I'm, again, like a, a lot of people have been suggesting and asking more about this. and like all, all I will want to say right now, because it may never happen, is that it will be an audio-based thing, right? Because I, I want to apply my skills in a different area. Like I, I couldn't write a novel. That's not mm-hmm. something I could do, right? Like that's, that's just nowhere near 
my skill set and it's not a skill set that I am really interested in taking on right now because I feel like I can apply the skills that I have to something else right like i can i can go ahead and and hmm. make something fictional and and i will say a lot of people have guessed exactly what i want to do <laughs> it's not a novel though i'm surprised it's not a novel such an avid reader as yourself yeah, i would expect that you would want to write that a, i wouldn't do that right novel. yeah like it's super strange i wouldn't do that <laughs> i still have so much travel to do this year as well which i'm excited about well you said you still you still have you're going to chicago in october I'm going to Chicago in October, where I'm, uh-huh. I'm doing two live shows. I'm doing a live Pen Addict and a live Connected, and then I'm going to a conference called Release Notes. And then I'm going to be at PodCon in December. I am a featured guest of PodCon. Oh, look at you. Very I've got my fancy. Face, my face on the page. There I am oh. with all these fancy people. Face on the page. That mm-hmm. makes it official. And I'm there. I'm going to be there. I don't know what I'm going to be doing yet, but... That is something that I'm really excited about. It is the podcast version of VidCon. I've, I've wanted something like this for a long time, and I am excited about it. So I'm going to be there, and I'm going to be doing something. I'm hoping to do some panels and stuff, but like all of that's going to be worked out later. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be in Romania for Christmas, which is the first time that's happening. It's going to be my first Christmas outside of England, so that's going to be interesting. you got a lot of travel going on, Mike. Yeah, there may also be one more trip in here yet, but it's not decided yet. <sighs> Man, if you're if you're gonna do all this travel successfully, you, you really have to sort out your system. I hate you. I'm just saying, with the broken ass system like you've got, you're not. You know, I don't. I think you got to work on that before you can do this. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> Today's episode is also brought to you by Blue Apron, the number one recipe delivery service with the freshest ingredients. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone while supporting a more sustainable food system. Every single Blue Apron meal comes with just the ingredients that you're going to need. They're pre-portioned, they ship just the right amount, so you'll know exactly what needs to go in each recipe, and it also reduces food waste as well. Every meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card to help you make that food at home, which is fantastic, by the way. Being able to cook for yourself, you learn great skills, and you get to taste great food. It's a nice thing to be able to do, to put these meals together and eat them yourself, share them with your loved ones. That's what Blue Apron is all about. And for less than $10 a meal, you will get seasonal recipes with fresh, high-quality ingredients that will help you make these delicious home-cooked meals in 40 minutes or less. And it's no wonder that Blue Apron, with their high standards of ingredients, are creating a community of home chefs. Right now, you can cook food like meatball pizza with fresh mozzarella cheese, sautéed shrimp and green beans with globe tomatoes, spinach and also pasta, or maybe even basil pesto chicken with summer vegetable panzanella. You can choose from a variety of recipes every week, all at Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. There's no week of commitment. You get them when you need them. You can check out this week's menu and get three meals for free of your first purchase, including free shipping, just by going to blueapron.com slash cortex. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so go to blueapron.com slash cortex to get started today. I'd like to thank Blue Apron for their continued support of this show. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Are you there, Mike? No comment. Oh. Yep. Mike doesn't want to talk to me. You're having a timeout right now. This is what's happening. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm having a timeout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can't, you can't give me the silent treatment too effectively on a podcast. Exactly. This, this is, doesn't really I work. I would like to give you the silent treatment right now, but it's, it's a really difficult thing to do. Yeah, and even, even if you did, people listening in Overcast, smart speed would just make your 
silent treatment totally ineffective anyway. Exactly. So. It would just make it a treatment, which is not yeah. silent at all. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be no silence at all. Uh-huh. But I know, I know how to bring you back. Mm-hmm. I know how to bring you back, Mike. No, you do, do you? Yeah, I know how to get out of the timeout, mm-hmm. which is to tell you a, a thing happened in the Gray household, right. which I was not expecting to happen yet and for a while. Uh, but there is now in the house a TV. Mm-hmm. Wait, was there a TV before? No, there was a computer before. Wow, now there's a, t- there's a TV? Okay. Yeah, there was an iMac that was a TV. Uh-huh. So now there's like a, like a TV, like a grown-up tv like a real right TV. With like with one of those with one of those stupid grown-up tv remotes that like your parents have with a thousand buttons on them yeah uh and that i only care about literally one of those buttons which is the button to switch the inputs mm-hmm. and to switch the input to the nintendo switch which is connected Whoa. okay to that tv you're out your timeout <laughs> is is over i'm back baby you got a nintendo switch yeah i got nintendo switch I have so many questions and I don't even know where to begin. Why? I guess to start. Like, what made you... What happened? I'd always assumed that I was going to get a TV if and when we move apartments. Wait, did you move? No. Well, <laughs> okay. here's the thing. No, <laughs> like, wow. we, did, we didn't move. We didn't move. But, but you know how... You know how, like, your paranoia and conspiracy is a thing that feeds on itself? And I'm aware of intensity. this. I'm a, I am very aware of this right now. Yep. Yeah. I can't point any fingers, uh, but I'll just say that that someone in the house mm-hmm. got it in her head. Oh, I, look, I'm her just, head. I'm, look, I'm not specifying. Okay. 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 I'm not sorry, specifying. Sorry, sorry. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't try and press on this. Yeah, don't press on it. But someone got it into her head that the iMac that we watched TV on was too small. And this is an idea that starts to feed on itself because then you watch movies and you think this would be better if it was bigger. Yep. Right. Which reinforces the idea that the iMac, our 21 inch iMac is not not an adequate television. You've been watching TV on a 21 inch screen for how long? It's not, but here's the thing. The apartment is very small. It's the screen is not that far away. Great. I live in London. I understand the size of apartments. A 21-inch screen is, com- is comedic. You live on the rim. You, you have like a, a manor house compared to what I live in, probably. So, yeah. We, anyway, it was a little small. Uh, <laughs> a lot small. Yeah. It had, it had been fine for, I don't know, I think we've been living here two and a half years now. Uh, but I could see that this was an idea that was, it was self-sustaining, self-feeding, mm-hmm. like a nuclear reaction gone out of control. Yep. Uh, and so in order, and I ended up deciding I'm going to roll with this and we got a TV screen and I figured, well, the TV exists so that we could connect an Apple TV to it. And I thought, well, as soon as there's a TV in the house, now there's a reason for a Nintendo switch to be in the house. Okay. So, so uh, I want to, I, obviously I'm dying to talk about that, but I need to go back to the TV thing again, because mm-hmm. there's a way to prove that the iMac was too small and could have been bigger by asking you, what is the size of the television that you bought? Uh, I think it's 50 inches. Yeah. So there you go, Gray. <laughs> Point made. You clearly had enough space and it was clearly too small. If you've been able to fit a 50 inch screen into the place that was occupied by the iMac and your eyes have not burned out of your skull, right? You obviously had the space. It does feel very big compared to the distance well, it's that we're... going to, Gray. You've more than doubled it. away from it. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a big screen. It's wow. a big screen. I mean, I went with a forty two fifty. You really mm-hmm. you really pushed it. Yeah, I, I had to do some negotiating down from larger sizes. What? And I will say that I I was I was victorious in that larger sizes would simply not fit in the space. Yeah, I uh, mean that was required. <laughs> <laughs> this 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 kind of got out of control over here a little bit. I think. Yeah, it was a, it was a whole thing, but. Yeah, so now it's it's weird. It's like, oh, no, I, there's something about having a TV that feels weirdly like, oh, very grown up. It's just like, it's this big, it's this big object. Like, I'm not just using discarded old computers to watch yeah. stuff on now. Like, now, now I have like a proper proper TV with HDMI inputs that you have to flick around on the little button to switch between. So yeah, it's in my house. So you bought a Nintendo Switch. Why mm-hmm. did you choose the Switch over any other games console? This is this is a thing that I'm I'm obviously I'm obviously a gamer. Like we talk about games on the show a bunch. Like I yeah. like video games. You're a, you're a hardcore gamer. Yeah, a very hardcore Mac gamer. Yep. And uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you having a good laugh over there, Mike? Is that very yep. funny? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, people can look at my my streaming YouTube channel to see yeah, my amazing gaming skills. Yep. Um, other people in my house are not necessarily the same level of gamer that I am. Mm. Like my wife, for example, just to pick a random person who who lives in the house as well. Uh, she's she's not really a gamer. Like every once in a while, she'll get into something uh, for a little bit, but it's always very temporary. But we've always had this idea that it would be it would be fun to have a gaming system that you can play with somebody else and i think on that list like nintendo just has always been hot like the thing that is clearly the best for people and the switch is the ultimate right like the nintendo switch it's the ultimate multiplayer machine like it's thought from the ground up yeah we had it as an idea to get a wii years and years ago and then it eventually became the case where it's like well we're not going to get a wii because it's so old and then the wii u seemed like a very unsuccessful platform and then it's just like, okay, well, when the Switch came out, I told you at the time I wasn't going to get it straight away, but I knew like at some point I'm going to have a Switch. And now that point has come. And it's very fun. Uh, it, it's, interest, it's interesting to play. And the thing that I feel like is, is a big victory is I was trying very slowly to introduce my wife to Mario Kart. And you, you forget how as someone who's very used to playing games like how much has to be learned with handling a controller uh-huh. if this is not a thing that you've ever done like that le- that level of indirection for someone to learn is a real thing like it is a real skill that is very easy to forget and it is a skill that gets increasingly difficult the older you get yeah kids pick it up incredibly quickly yeah i think that there there is like an event horizon over which you probably can't really learn that skill in in the same way so I wasn't 100% sure if this was going to really work with, with my wife. So I was trying to introduce her very slowly to Mario Kart. And it's like, oh, yes, look, let's, let's play on the 50cc speed. Like, here we go, doop doop like driving around, driving around the carts. I wasn't really sure if it was going to stick. But the other night, I was doing some work in my office. And when I came out, ah, I saw ha-ha. a very intense wife. Right, with, with headphones on, like connected to the TV, very intense look on her face, driving around on Mario Kart. And I thought, here we go. You picked it up without me suggesting that this is a thing that we could do together. So I feel like that's a victory. 
Yeah, you did it. So you did it. Yeah. What other games have you been playing? I just all I have is Zelda, and I have uh, Mario Kart. Those those are the two that I got with have you it. Played? If you played, have you played? Zelda? Yeah, I played Zelda. What do you think of Zelda? <sighs> oh no! I think that I think the same thing that I think of all the Zelda games, which is I want to like them a lot more than I do. But in Zelda, I have a psychological problem with Zelda. Okay. My psychological problem with Zelda is, hey, NPC, I'm not your goddamn errand boy. Okay. Yeah, but you don't have to do the errands in this game. But well, everybody, really everybody's don't. telling you, like, oh, you got to go over here and bring me the thing. And it's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to give you the Sword of Destiny, but I need All you right. to find me four Here's chickens thing, first. Gray. And it's Here's like, find your own goddamn chickens. Okay, like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> It's okay. I can help you with this. You but you know what I mean? Playing... Like these villagers, yeah, no, like know, we've all supposed to be working together. But you are approaching... Ganondorf's going to destroy all of Hyrule. I, I, Just I, give I... me the sword. You are approaching this game with too much Zelda baggage. Oh, you yeah? can ignore it. You can do whatever you want. The entire world is open. Just go. <sighs> you are... You are... La- like... The issue that you are having is mostly self-imposed. Like there are missions for you to go on, but you can effectively just walk into them. Like just just go. The 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 game is open for you to explore. If you want to right now run into Hyrule Castle, you can actually do it. You can run to the final boss if you want to. Like you can start the the interaction. You will die immediately. But, yeah, but that, that, I feel like that, that's, uh, like that's a false a, choice. No, this because well, I know people that have like very early in the game run into the castle and picked up a sword that they shouldn't have and teleport out again. Like you can do that in this game. It's what makes it probably the best video game that I've ever played. Like it is completely mm. open for you to play in. Just just stop talking to people and you'll li- and you will enjoy this game more. Because you really don't... I, I completed yeah. no side quests and then just went and completed the main story. Yeah, maybe I should try that because I do feel it's like, oh, all these people to talk to and like words, words, words. Like you've all got your little problems and you all want me to so fix them. Th- they, they split up the quests into like main quests and stuff. Just follow the main mm-hmm. quest line in, the, mm-hmm. in your objectives. And I mean, yeah, of course you have to talk to people to advance the story, but mm-hmm. it's less of like... I need this sword. Can you find it? Or like, mm-hmm. I've lost my chickens. Can you round? It's not. It's not really stuff like that. And the 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 things that you do, they don't feel so errandy. You actually do feel like you are completing a big grand story, which includes. No, it already feels like a lot of errands. It's like, oh, I want to give you the magic thing, but you need to get the blue flame for me first. Yeah, the blue flame Ooh. one is a bit annoying. But I like, can just, help you with this, those. but you got to get me stop, seeds. Stop I need magic seeds people. first. Well, just don't even do it, man. Just go for the big like elephant like just run for it like you can do yeah, it you're just gonna die immediately you're just gonna die immediately if you, if you go go for the go for the end that's the whole that's the whole point of the game. i mean here's the thing like i know i understand like this is the structure of these games this is how these things work but but i know this is this is the kind of thing where it's like i play them for a little while and i find that my half-life half-life of patience runs dry very quickly yeah with see, these kinds of games the thing is i have been this guy which is why i have never completed a zelda game before this one hmm but I've played less of them, so I have less baggage. I, I think that you may be approaching this game with a Zelda mindset, which I think if you break, you will enjoy it more. Maybe. I think I've only completed one, which is the Game Boy one. It was all a dream. 
spoilers for Game Boy oh, Zelda, no. I guess. I think it was all a dream, which made me feel cheated. It's the worst story ending. <laughs> Any story that ends with, and he woke up and it was all a dream, but he looked yeah. to the side and there's a memento. Maybe it was real all along. Like that. If you end a yeah, story no, that worse. way, you have failed. You have failed yeah, at no, story it's, writing. It's terrible. Um, I'll give Zelda credit for being beautiful. It really is. It's very firewatchy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. Like the, the, art, the art styles are very similar. Firewatch, highly recommend for people if, if they haven't played it. Uh, I, like, I like games that have a little story like that, like a game that's a little evening adventure and then it's over. It's not a, not a thousand years of running people's errands like Zelda is. Uh, but yeah, no, the art style is very similar. It made me think of that. It's good. And it's just, it's just interesting to see with the Switch. I think that like Nintendo's signature move is our equipment is underpowered but we're using it very well. Like, yeah. I feel like that's always what Nintendo does. Yep. And so far, I've been pretty impressed with the way things look on both on Mario Kart and on Zelda, given the actual specifications of the device that is connected to the TV. Like, it's, it's pretty impressive. Uh, so I've, I've been liking it quite a lot. Um, but it's, it's been 90% Mario Kart, 10% Zelda. Spend more time with Zelda. I have some other game recommendations for you, though, and some things to be excited about. Please, please do. Are you a Sonic person? Uh, I'm happy to try some Sonic. Have you played any Sonic in your life? I I played I like vague vaguely when I was a kid. I played Sonic. So there is a game. It's just come out on a bunch of different platforms, but it came out like a couple of days ago called Sonic Mania. Mm-hmm. And Sonic Mania was is been developed. It's a Sega game. It's an official Sonic game. But the person who made Sonic Mania had been making like Sonic fan games, hmm. and they were so good. Sega hired them. And they were like, make the next Sonic. That's that's what you want to do when you're hiring a thing. It's like, find someone who's doing it amazingly for free and hire them. And, and the Sonic franchise has struggled really badly over the years as Sega have attempted and failed to modernize Sonic. Right? Mm-hmm. By putting him in like 3D worlds and stuff. This is a old school, may as well have been on the Mega Drive looking Sonic. And it mm. is sublime. It is so good. And it's like 15 pounds. It's Fan- it's absolutely fantastic i recommend that one and okay. there's a few games coming out some point this year that i think you'll be excited about have you ever heard of stardew valley uh people have recommended it to me uh but i i i don't actually have any familiarity with it it is a farming simulator type game close to animal crossing in its in in a way and you, I think that it is a game that you will probably end up liking because you, you know, you're just farming, right? Like that's kind of the idea, but it's in this like cool kind of retro art style, and there are like little missions and things that you can complete, as well as just tending to your farm and growing the farm and building the relationships with the people in the town. And hmm. it's a game that has been incredibly popular on Steam, and it's coming to the Switch at some point this year. That's hmm. one. That's okay. one. I think that you should keep on your radar because I think that. I think that you would like that game, knowing the type of work games that you like. This is like a really popular work game. Hmm. So that's one. Farming. I don't. I don't know. It sounds boring, Mike. That doesn't sound. That doesn't sound like. It doesn't sound as exciting as trucking. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not even close. And uh, there's a Mario game coming out called Mario Odyssey, which mm-hmm. looks superb. Like it just looks so good and. People that have played it are like, mm, maybe this is the, the the game of the year and not Zelda. Like, So that is mind-blowing to me that there could be a game better than Zelda because I think it's 
Amazing. Is it 3D Mario? It's 3D. 3D oh. Mario. Mm. I know, I know. I prefer 2D Mario, but 3D Mario games can be good, and this one looks really weird in a great way. So. I feel like in my own my own gaming history, where Nintendo and I parted ways was with the N64 and with 3D Mario. Interesting. Like, I just... I never mm. crossed that bridge. The perspective change. Yeah. And it, it it is also a thing genuinely in the Zelda game that like, I just find it... Sort of like we were talking about before, that there's there is a real skill to learning how to indirectly control something in a video game using a hand controller, as opposed to iPad games where you're just touching things on the screen. I think there is something about the like separate camera control versus character movement that I just I I never feel perfectly comfortable with it, and it is a thing yeah. that catches me out in Zelda all the time as well. Hmm. Is the like oh I need to turn my guy and turn the camera at the same time like i just i find it weird and kind of i don't want to say clunky but clunky is kind of what i what i feel about it yeah um whereas like i i much prefer like i wish there was a button i could press where it's like can i just go into first person mode with zelda like why do i have to look at this guy i don't want to look at him let the screen just be my eyes like it's doom or quake like that's that's what i want but I, I so that's why i'm not super thrilled to hear about a 3d mario it's like i never i never crossed that bridge and the n64 and i we weren't we didn't get along we weren't really friends super nintendo that was that was the peak for me and that's where i that's where that's where i left nintendo mm, well i'll let you know what i think of it when it comes out but that 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 seems like it could be an issue for you mm. I think it could be. I think it could be Mike. I'm pleased that you have one, though. Yeah. I mean, on- honestly, just for Mario Kart, it's worth it because Mario Kart is so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it it, it really is. Um, but it, I have to say, it is interesting because we were talking about pricing models last time about uh, apps going subscription like or, or doing pay up front. And it, it, is a, it is a funny thing to have a gaming system back in my life, which I haven't had since the Super Nintendo. And to... To see the prices that are required for like real in-depth video games that are not going to have in-app purchase bullshit inside of them. And it's like, I remember as a kid, like video games felt really expensive. And the Nintendo Switch does bring that back to some extent. It's like, oh boy, these games are expensive. Yeah. But I like, I, I really feel happy to support that kind of stuff like i would much rather pay a bunch for a game and not feel like i'm being nickeled and dined to death in the game and it's like but if you if you want to make a a game company that is sustainable it's like you're going to need to pay a way more than you're used to on the ipad for these games uh so it's like i I don't i forget exactly what the price of mario was but it was like whoof but I'm, ha- I'm but I'm happy to do it. It would have been in probably around forty pounds or something. Like it's a full, yeah, that it's sounds a full about ticket right. game, right? Like you're, yeah. you're paying you're paying a big price. But these are experiences that won't exist otherwise, and I think they're worth it, right? Like it, exactly, like, I I strongly believe in it. Yeah, that that's what I mean to emphasize is is like if if you're if you're used to iPhone games, like the Nintendo Switch is an expensive proposition. But like one of the reasons I like Nintendo is is like they just they feel very worth it as a company. Like they make interesting things, they make really fun things, and I think Mario Kart is just a great example of, of that. Of like a game that can be fun with a bunch of people that can be relatively approachable and fun for total newbies. Uh, so I'm, I am I am very happy to give Nintendo 
uh, my money when I have the opportunity to. And so now I have. I've done it with the Switch. Talking about things that you pay money for and get really good value out of, Gray. <laughs> oh, look at you. Look at you, Mike. So we only ever talk about this once a year on the show. But it is possible, if you would desire, you can contribute your hard-earned money to this show and to other Relay FM shows. Relay FM mm-hmm. has a membership program that has a bunch of benefits. You get a behind-the-scenes newsletter of everything that's going on at Relay FM. We give previews of upcoming shows. There is a members-only podcast, which we have every month, where my co-founder, Stephen, who we've spoken about a bit on this show, he brings together a couple of different Relay FM hosts that usually aren't together, and they talk about a big topic every month. And then the big thing, the big thing that I want to mention is our bonus episodes. And this is something mm-hmm. that goes along with us talking about the membership every year. A whole host of Relay FM shows put together a bonus episode of a show. Uh, we do a bunch of shows that like mash together and create something cool and awesome. And they happen throughout August and September. And last year, me and you and Jason Snow, who is my co-host on Upgrade, we came mm-hmm. together and we did a text adventure called Six Gun Showdown. And it was fantastic. And we had a really great time where me and you were traversing through the Wild West and Jason was our computer and he was uh, giving and we had to give him commands to allow us to do things. And we met Snakey and we died a lot. That's what happened. I got, I got to say to just to interject here, I was very dubious about this proposition last year uh-huh. as I don't know if you remember. All of the poking and prodding that you had to do oh, I to remember. get me to go along with this. It was a seven-month process it took me. I'm sure you've forgotten. It, yep. it, it, I don't think it would have left a big impression on your mind. Yep. But I, I, was, I was very resistant. And that, that was... It ended up being just a really fun experience and a very different kind of thing to do. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I really loved doing Six Gun Showdown last year. Like, it was super fun. And I have to say, the feedback that we got from the episode is that people, people who were members and who listened to it it was as close to universal delight as you can get mm-hmm. doing a podcast for people. Like it, it was just a, it was just a fun experience for everyone. So I, I was resistant, but it worked out really well in the end. So this year it was way easier to convince Gray because we did it again. Right. <laughs> so that that's the run up too. We have done the same thing again, but with a different adventure. Yep. We did another text adventure. Yep. You, me, and Snell, we recorded it together a couple weeks ago. You have been. A busy, busy Mike mm-hmm. editing it all together. You've sent me a few drafts. You have, if I if I can say, gone above and beyond with adding in atmospheric sound effects. This is a this is a high production value text adventure that we have done in podcast format. Yeah, I'm very proud of myself. Matt. I'm not going to lie. I'm very proud of myself. I went high concept <laughs> with this one, and I think I pulled it off. Uh, we participate in a text adventure called Spooky Manor. Mm-hmm. I think that's all you need to know, really, to assume what the the theme of the the episode is. But we do have a trailer, so you can get an idea of the flavor, which we're going to play at the end of the episode. Now, Mm -hmm. if you want to get access to Spooky Manor, which is the the Cortex bonus, and you also get Six Gun Showdown, along with so much bonus content, 
it's almost overwhelming. There is so much amazing stuff that happened last year that you can find in the feed that you'll get sent, along with mm-hmm. all of the great specials that we've got happening this year. Spooky Manor, the bonus for this show and for Upgrade, will be published on Friday the 25th of August. So if you mm-hmm. become a member before then, it will appear then. If you become a member after that point, you can just go back and find the date. It will be in the feed. You will be sent an email when you sign up, which has all of the information about how you can subscribe, and it will take you off to a page so you can go and do that. You can find out more at relay.fm slash membership. But if you just want to donate to this show, you can do that. You can donate to any show. No matter what show you donate to, you get all the same perks. Um, mm-hmm. We would obviously love it if you chose Cortex, but you can choose any Relay FM show. You can choose all the Relay FM shows, and you can give an amount of money that you choose either every month or every year. Um, so Relay.fm slash membership to find out more. Uh, we would really appreciate it. It just helps. You know, it, It's a great thing, and we try to give you some bonuses. So you can look out for that, and, and I promise you Spooky Manor is worth your money. Like, I'm very proud of it. I think we're all really proud of it. We worked hard on it. Um, and I think that you're really, really going to enjoy it. There, there are so many bonuses. You, you even forgot to mention one, Mike, which is the 5K desktop wallpapers of Relay FM show That's artwork true. for members. So much you can't even keep track of it. I can't even. So if you become a Relay FM member, you also get sent a link to download beautiful desktop wallpapers of every single Relay FM show. Uh, so you can yeah. put them. And also, sometime in the future, we're working on mobile versions as well. So. The, the them bonuses they just keep it coming so we yeah. would really appreciate it if you became a relay fm member um and support what we're doing here and we try and thank you in return by giving you access to some cool stuff so to play out this week's episode here is a trailer for spooky manor if you want to become a member relays.fm slash membership choose your shows and you'll be sent all the information you need thanks if you support us we really really appreciate it thanks for listening everybody Beep boop. I will be your parser. We are going to be participating in Parsley, episode number three. Spooky Manor. So my instinct right now is to unlock the padlock and wrap the chain around my fist. Computer, is this something that you would permit? There's no way the computer's going to let you do that. I don't understand, computer. Is there something you would permit? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You ride your bike north over the rough cobblestone path. The bike's tires are horribly damaged oh. as you drive <laughs> to the north. Yep. <laughs> so uh, you look at your tires and think to yourself, oh dear, how am I going to get home now? All right, smash the pheasant with the chain. I'm sorry, you can't do that. Uh, well, I mean, I can. You haven't seen me with a chain. I think you're missing the difference between a fantasy role-playing game and mm-hmm. a text adventure. Mm-hmm. Text adventures have cruel, unfeeling parsers that just reject you when you try interesting things like <laughs> smashing a pheasant on a table with a chain. Okay, exit crypt. You go into the crypt. It smells of mold and decay, but its sole occupant appears perfectly preserved uh look at occupant the body of a pale young woman lies dead on a granite slab around her neck is a front door key oh no wait pull on dante's inferno enter you pull on the copy of dante's inferno a chute opens beneath you and you fall down 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 far far below why can you not just wait? I feel like I have achieved exactly what I wanted to do. There is a monstrous wolf chained to the wall. Jesus. Whoa. Okay. Uh, so uh, 
So there's a wolf. If you would like to listen to your heroes traverse a tricky and terrifying trial, then sign up today to become a Relay FM member. Go to relay.fm slash membership, select any show you like, but of course, it should be Cortex, and you'll receive a link to our special bonus content, including a spooky manor.